Good morning, my friends, and welcome to Friday, October the 23rd, and the final Cup of Joe podcast for this week. I hope you are well. Uh, I just hope you are um, feeling, I guess feeling isn't even the right word, because I don't want us to be um, captive to our feelings, but I hope you know, I hope you understand, I hope you just are, are being embraced by the, the love uh, and the goodness and the closeness of God today. Uh, for those new to this podcast, welcome. This is the Cup of Joe podcast, Joe Zenk. I am a lay Catholic minister, and every Monday through Friday, read the gospel for the day, make uh, a few comments on it, and uh, we pray one decade of the rosary together. And I'm glad you stopped in. Uh, some days I speak more than others, and today we have a bit more of a difficult gospel uh, again, as we go toward the end of our liturgical year, these these gospels get very um, very ap- apocalyptic, and uh, and this one certainly has that feel to it. Even though it's only about halfway through Luke's gospel, we'll finish up the twelfth chapter of uh, of Luke today. So let's dive in. Let's uh, open God's Word together and see what it has for us today. Luke chapter twelve, verses fifty four to fifty nine. Luke twelve. 54 to 59. Let's hear God's word. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to the crowds, when you see a cloud rising in the west, you say immediately that it is going to rain, and so it does. And when you notice that the wind is blowing from the south, you say that it is going to be hot, and so it is. You hypocrites. You know how to interpret the appearances of the earth and the sky. Why do you not know how to interpret the present time? Why do you not judge for yourselves what is right? If you are to go, if you are to go with your opponent before a magistrate, make an effort to settle the matter on the way. Otherwise, your opponent will turn you over to the judge, and the judge hand you over to the constable, and the constable throw you in prison. I say to you, you will not be released until you have paid the last penny. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Again, Jesus is using analogies here um, of, of what he's trying to say has been talking about the uh, hypocritical nature of the Pharisees and the Sadducees for a while, and, uh, and now turns it to the crowds, as you, as you see this. So, so again, brothers and sisters, we need to know he's speaking to us here. And he's had strong words. Uh, Luke chapter 12, Jesus, I'll say is in a feisty mood, but again, this is where he's playing the prophet. And he looks at, at us, the crowds, and says, Listen, you're really good about interpreting nature and creation. That when the wind is coming from the south, you realize, hey, it's coming from a warmer place. It's going to be warm today. And so it is. And and you and I, we've all experienced that. And when we look to the west and we see clouds coming in last Friday, that was incredibly, incredibly beautiful and and, uh, ominous at the same time as I was driving from St. Anne from our prayer hours, about five o'clock, uh, and I could just see this wall of clouds coming up behind me. And when I parked in Kiel to run into Saints Peter and Paul, 
it, it was beautiful. I stood out on <laughs> Main Street on uh, Fremont and took a picture of it. But at the same time, you could see a storm is coming. And so it did. I mean, we know what those things mean. But Jesus then chastises us, the crowds, and says, how do we not know how to interpret the present time, the present moment? What is happening? And then says, why do you not judge for yourselves what is right? Let me, like him, I'll come back to the interpret the present time, because I think that's the, the fulcrum on which this whole reading turns. And, and it's, it's the most difficult thing for me, anyway, to try to understand. Um, but why do you not judge for yourselves what is right? He says, you know, hey, don't, don't be the, the foolish one who, you know, takes their, their neighbor to court and then realizes, hey, you never looked in to see whether you were the one right or wrong. You just took him to court. And the judge decided against you and is going to give you over to the, magist- or the, the, uh, the constable, the police officer, and he's going to throw you into prison because you didn't take a look and say, How, what's going on within you right now um, in this present moment as you discern your actions and your, where, where are all these ideas and attitudes and actions and, and thoughts? Where are they coming from? What's going on within you? So don't just start looking outward. You know, I'm reading a um, a, uh, a book on uh, by John Shea, the uh, wonderful theologian and storyteller. Worked for many years down at Mundelein down in uh, Chicago, and it's uh, the book to, to dare the Our Father. I think I've I've brought it up a couple weeks ago, but anyway, I'm I'm early on in the book, and. Uh, he brings up the, the human construct, the human element in us, that when something's wrong, when we all are feeling dry, we look elsewhere. We look outside and say, what's wrong with, name whatever, you know, the system? What's wrong with, you know, the government here? Or what's wrong with the church? What's wrong with, you know, my family? What's, and it's, it's not here. It's not inward. And, uh, and he gives us a tool uh, to look in and say, how do we regenerate and begin to look with new eyes? What's going on within us when we get to be dried out, when we get to be burned out uh, and, and not filled with life? How do we look at, at our day anew and say, okay, what surprised me today? What touched me today? What inspired me today? And how I begin to take those thoughts into my day and realize it may not be something that's outside that is the problem, but inside. And I think that's what Jesus is saying here is, why do you not judge for yourselves what is right? Why, why are we always blaming it on something out there instead of something that's going on in here? And, and for the... the the last thing I'll say is, again, I'll bump it up to the, to the line right before. Why do you not know, you hypocrites? You know how to interpret everything else. Why do you not know how to interpret the present moment, the present time? And again, I, I think what Jesus is saying is far, far bigger than what I'm going to say. But again, I, I do think that present moment, it, you know, it's that whole old adage, uh, forgive the, the cliché. But that, that God's name is I am. It's not I was. And, and we, we spend our, our time in the past. You know, I'm grateful that God was there, but he's nowhere to be found here. You know, um, that God has not called I was. God has not called I will be that we spend so much time worrying about the future. And God, will you help us here? 
but that God's name is I am in this moment. So how do we interpret and open ourselves to that? How do you not know how to interpret the present time, God's presence here now? My friends, I am no brilliant person to state the obvious here. We all know that this present moment, for which, by the way, you and I were born. This is no accident. We are here in this moment. But this present moment is filled with tumult and uncertainty and anxiety and questioning and confusion and a lot of shifting sand. Gosh, a lot of shifting sand. But brothers and sisters, we must not be like the rest. Because if we are, I think Jesus' words to us are entirely right. You hypocrites. Why can't, why can't you see that I'm, I'm here in this present moment too, even in the midst of the tumult? And if we're going to be like everybody else who's worried and weary and, uh, and, and um, angry and divided, then what good is it that we say we are Christian, that we are followers of Jesus Christ, that somehow we must Yes, we are in the world, and we are called to engage the world. We are not called to be separate and distinct in the sense of, yeah, the world is beneath me, and I'm in my own monastic cell. No, we are called to engage with the world, but how do we do it in a way, brothers and sisters, that opens not only us, but the others to whom and and with whom we are engaging to the moment, to the presence of Christ in this moment? Yes, we've been in this pandemic for seven months, and I truly think we're all weary because we look ahead and know it's going to be a while with us before, and, and that dark cloud can be over all of us. That's real. I get that. But how, brothers and sisters, do we not take that anger and frustration and despair and gray sky attitude with us into those same places? How do we not look and say, again, that's the problem out there, not me. And we look inwardly and say, how do I be renewed in this moment, in Christ? So I, the I am in me, uh, by God's grace, by the way, that I am can not only renew me, but renew the situation in which I am, uh, in which I find myself and others then with. Um, How in this moment of separateness when we are socially distant or physically distant or spiritually distant or whatever distant from other people. Um, and, and this anxious moment of, of election and what happens if my, whoever that is, candidate is not elected. Well, brothers and sisters, remember this, that, that our hope does not rest on, on that Our hope rests in one thing and one thing only, one thing, which is God's victory and God's life and God's mercy and God's grace in this moment and thankfully in the next and the next and the next. As I I mentioned in my pastoral letter, in God alone is our soul at rest. He is the one on whom we stand on firm ground. And so all the shifting ground that is going on, how do we help people say, I get it. I know where you are. You are loved in this present moment. But let me invite you over to this solid ground. Let me invite you here that stands on Christ, 
regardless of what happens on November 3rd or regardless of what is happening over here in this moment or, or, or whatever it is. How do we not interpret this moment? Because this is the only moment that Christ is, is involved in. Not in the past, not in the future. Let's be good at interpreting that and bringing that reality, brothers and sisters, to those around us and, and to ourselves and to ourselves. Huh, I talked longer than I, I meant to on that only because I didn't know what I was going to talk about. It's kind of a hard gospel. But, um, but hey, yeah, we'll hope and trust that, that somewhere in there you can find the Spirit. Let's pray together. As always, let's uh, lay our intentions at uh, the foot of our Blessed Mother in gratitude uh, for her and allow her to take those and bring them before the throne of God. And so we pray in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The uh, fifth sorrowful mystery, Jesus dies. Jesus dies on the cross. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. 
My friends, thanks for uh, opening God's Word with me today. Blessings on the rest of your day and on your weekend ahead. Uh, May you be filled with God's joyful spirit, and may you uh, be open to interpreting God's presence and bringing God's presence with you in this moment. Blessings and see you again on Monday.